You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. So we're here at the in Chicago at the pre-draft combine. What I want to you know it brings back a lot of memories for you. I must, I must say so. Talk to us about your draft day. What, what did that mean to you to to make to achieve your dream of making it to the NBA? That's oh, awesome. Actually, it was by default. Um, I was playing American Basketball League, mm-hmm. and um, it was running, you know, parallel with the WNBA. And um, they have their season in the summertime, and we played in the winter, so we ran alongside college basketball. And the league folded in 99. Actually, it folded in 99. I was right here in this city when that happened. And I went back to, to Virginia, and I knew at that moment then that the WNBA was, was my option. And so um, they decided that they were going to uh, take 40 of us out of like 120 players, which was a difficult move, you know, because everybody had jobs, and all of a sudden there's no there's Yeah, 40. right. And so uh, they, the league was already established, and we came in. So uh, we had the uh, a combine, and um, we went, and we, you know, the players. We really, I was one of those, one of the kids right now, mm-hmm. and we're out there playing and competing for a job. And um, it was very, very exciting. But at that moment, I was what, 27, 30 yeah. years old when that was happening for me. Um, and so, uh, for me, I had been on those stages before, USA Basketball, those types of things. And I, so I knew what type of preparation it was going to be. Do you think that's a big it. difference from today? You know, a lot of these guys, I mean, these guys have been in college basketball's highest, you know, mm-hmm. highest point, but, you know, a lot of pressure now. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of pressure. But, you know, um, if you're a smart player um, and you want to be the best, then you have to do the things to be the best. And that means... Of course, the old cliche in the gym, you know, first one in the gym and the last one to leave, and it's, it's something real about that. And, you know, you have to have a work ethic, and you got to be dedicated, you got to be committed. And most of all, you have to make sacrifices. I made a lot of sacrifices to be a professional women's basketball player, you know, missing birthdays, missing births, you know, missing weddings, uh, playing ball overseas. My journey is different. And so... Um, you know, to get the opportunity to, to play in the United States on the stage that I did in the American Basketball League and then in the WNBA was fantastic. And then to, to, then to, to go through the draft combine that they had um, was fantastic, too. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's like it's just like kind of sort of like USA Basketball or anything that you're trying out for. You know, it's something that you have to that you have to just it's mental. It's more mental preparation than anything because we're our own worst enemies. No, I, I agree with that. What's the biggest piece of advice you could give to a guy, you know, waiting to get drafted right now? God first. God first and then everything else falls. You know, the things that you don't have control over, you don't have control over. But the things that you can control is your attitude, your work ethic, 
you know, and being coachable, and all of those things apply. So, you know, once you get to this level, you have to be mentally, physically, and spiritually sound in mm -hmm. order to survive. Mm -hmm. Cool. I want to transition over to kind of your involvement with some of the MBRPA initiatives, heavily involved in the co assistant coaches program, full court press. You know, why are you so passionate about, you know, helping former players and, and initiatives that are important to them? I remember one. It's easy. You know, someone helped me. You know, I always had a ram in the bush. God was good. Always putting somebody there to help me get forward. My parents couldn't do everything. My parents couldn't afford everything. My mom didn't drive. My father worked a lot. And so there was those coaches that I had, the Mr. DeFazio's, that took me to AAU. You know, um, the Mr. Mr. Chapel, who was my strength and conditioning coach and made sure that I was, that I was good all of the time if I needed anything on a high school level. Karen Fusella, God bless her soul, my AAU coach, who took me everywhere and exposed me to everything. Um, you know, so those people that I have to thank. You know, my mother, my father, my sister, brother, you know, just so many people. So who am I to not give back? That doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, they're spot on with that. Uh, and, and I think that's a great lesson for a lot of these guys today mm -hmm. is, you know, you, you've achieved a lot of success, but you got to give back. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, um, actually, I want to hit on one more thing. Um, you know, you've seen the success of you know Jerry Stackhouse, and you know his going through the the coaches program. What does that What does that make you think about it? It motivates me. You know, um, I, I've I've always been the type of player and the type of girl, type of woman to study my craft and and know who comes before me, and that's so important. Jerry Stackhouse was somebody that I watched play. I loved watching him play. I was a fan of the game. I was probably more of a fan of a game than I was a player. You yeah. know, um, it just they're, they're bedfellows. They go together. And so to watch him uh, come through the program and be so successful, to watch um, uh, George Lynch just get hired uh, with uh, Clark Atlanta yeah, saw that. Um, coming through the AC, ACP program and a couple of other people that I know, uh, Stacy Lovelace uh, was, you know, in the in, in programs, uh, Anisha Curry in, in, in programs, and, um, and watching them come out and, and, and be successful and, and something's waiting for them on the other side. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the easiest task in the world and it's easy, you know, uh, I'm going through the fire, you know, and being refined. And I, I love every step of the way because I know that when I come out on the other side, I'm going to be good. You know, I'm going to know everything that I need to be a successful coach. Because you put in that in work. In the NBA. Because mm -hmm. there's coaches everywhere. Yeah. But I'll know how to do it the NBA. Mm -hmm. What does the WNBA need to do to take that next step, in your opinion? In my opinion? I think, um, honestly and truly. Because the product on I, the court is good. Absolutely. It's like you say that to the players. There's nothing wrong with the offense. And Adam Silver <laughs> was on ESPN saying, you know, it's more of a marketing problem than Thank anything. Thank you. And you took the words out of my mouth. So you answered the question because I was going to say it before <laughs> you answered it. Uh, marketing. I remember when I first, before I even got in the league, and I was playing in the American Basketball League, and um, I was watching the WNBA, and that's all they did was promote the WNBA. They had commercial after commercial after commercial, no matter how corny it was. You know, you had Cheryl Swoops with the, pushing JJ in the park and the girl coming up to her, harassing her for the Nike commercials. You had... Uh, you had in New York, they had these commercials for the Liberty, and they were stat they they were like statues, and they were like cardboard, and they had them planted in New York, 
and people were going by talking to them like they were real. It was funny. But and they didn't spend a whole lot of money in this marketing. Mm-hmm. But it is so important. It was effective. It was effective because you how do you put a product out there and then you don't market it or you don't put it in front of people so they could see what it is. Yeah. You know, and I think that if they do that, if they establish a budget, you know, and really get back out here in these communities, um, I think that, that it'll really, really draw some attention because it has been. And it might not be bad to throw it on Facebook Live like the G League did. No, yeah. They, they, <laughs> there's a lot that, that the WNBA can learn absolutely, from the G League. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate you yeah. having me.